Hi, this is Tony with We Do Epoxy, and I'm looking for ugly floors. I mean, so ugly, dirt won't stick to it. We can take your ugly garage, basement, porch, or patio and turn it into a work of art in just a couple of days. Is your garage floor so ugly you keep the door closed to prevent anyone from seeing it? We Do Epoxy can fix that. Stop living with ugly concrete. Call me today at 859-582-7920. That's Tony at 859-582-7920. We are Trisden and Ray. Having lived and spent time on the coasts and in rural Appalachia, we feel like we have a unique perspective on most topics. Working to find the common sense middle in a country becoming more and more polarized. Welcome to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. It's good to turn your mic on. I had to turn my mic back on. What beats a little extreme common sense, Ray, in the middle of a week here? Did they hear your first one? That was quite low. Maybe uh, they heard it through my mic. You know, with luck, Troy will edit the first one out. So. I want to hear No. It. Oh, I have your check, by the way. Don't let me. Oh, I know you won't let me leave without you getting it. You waited till we were on air to do that. No, you really I are a jerk. just saw your text. Okay. I just actually just saw your text. Fair, I was looking. Fair enough. I, I wanted to read something, <laughs> but no, that's funny. I said... He'll definitely do this on air. He will not say it before. No, I literally just saw your text where I put the question marks. Trizen said, hey, could you bring a check? And I texted back, who dis? Question mark, question mark. And he New just phone. put he just put some teary, yeah, some teary-eyed dudes. But I have your check. In fact, here, you want me to dig it out? Can, can we do it on air? Yes. Yes, oh, I would like God, it now. Trizen, I know I put it in here. There it is. Oh, God. Good this. thing that had a lid on it. Now, this is actually, people don't know this, but I, I sell drugs. So this is for mostly methamphetamine. No, I just need some good narcotics this week. Don't we all? Uh, well, no. A lot of people say they don't like them. I love the damn things. I, I you know, I'm sure we've talked about this somewhere in the 100 shows. Not necessarily my affinity for narcotics, but a lot of people will do them, be it Percocet or Lortabs, and they'll say, oh, man, it made me feel weird, or my stomach was upset. Man, I take one, and I just float through the day. I really... I think the world divides into addictive personality types and non-addictive. You can get addicted to good things like jogging, dieting, you e know. eBay for me. Yeah. I'm not addicted to anything good or bad, you know, so I don't worry about that, but they just make me feel nice. I know how people get addicted after surgery because yeah. they make the day nice. You <laughs> kind of float through the day and everything's cool, you know? And yeah. I've never really It's not like tried. you're high. You're right. just, you feel nice. Yeah. Takes, never, takes away the world's pain, and there's a lot of pain, nothing, especially when you're Irish. Nothing wrong with that. No. When you're I mean, that, if you can, it, it does sound like if you can control it, pretty nice. Yeah, yes. You know, like if you're throwing one of those down on a Saturday where you don't have anything to do, you're not driving. But no, I've never, I've always been kind of scared. I do have some addiction in my family, so I try to closely moderate everything I do. You know, I was never even a weed guy. Um, well, you but, know, I was doing news for Mr. Wallingford in 2003, Trisden, when Purdue Pharma came out with uh, oxycodone. And um, I mean, the push was on. They called our little three cluster AM radio station because they wanted interviews. They had a media blitz and this was going to end America's pain. It was going to end America's pain. That's how it was being sold wow. in 2003. And doctors got on board and all those pill mills. And, and you know, I mean, Purdue Pharma wound up losing a $5 billion lawsuit. So they were certainly held liable. You don't want to put it all on one company. You know, you, nobody forces you to do drugs. You know, they don't, they don't twist your arm, right? You do them willingly. But they did lie about a lot of stuff, which... 
Oh my God! It was some, such a marketing campaign, yeah. and it, this was ending America's pain. That was really right. how they were billing. And Everybody not was going to be great. And no, no, not addictive. Now, again, to be fair to Purdue Pharma, taking the way in the time release manner in which they made it probably not addictive. What was happening is people were crushing them, snorting them, and getting the full effect—the full four to six hour effect—in one blast. Oh wow! So I, I'm sure there was some of that, but you know, I've got an example of a guy. I won't tell his name on the show, but. And again, I have probably told this story at some point on the show, church league softball guy, church going married, not that going to church makes you a better person. In fact, some might say the opposite, but just one of those guys, the good stereotypical Christian church guy owned a little business here in town, was a client, uh, actually came to my house uh, like a couple times and was in a car wreck. And now this is one, it's almost like the urban legend, but it's absolutely true. I could name his name. Got in a car wreck, came out on some, uh, probably some oxys or something. Right. And, uh, you know, within six months, man, living on the street, no left kidding. his family, oh my God. lost like 80 pounds. Like once he, I mean, they sent him home with the script. And again, I don't know if there was some type of addiction before. This was a guy mid, late thirties. And now I'll see him wandering around Walmart, like in Still La La to Land, this day, to this day. Oh, that like, sucks. Wonderful human being. Like God, this that's awful. A, yeah. So a, that's a tragic story. And I'm not playing. Can you top this? But in my hometown, Tom, if you're listening, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. No names being mentioned, but he was a local MD. Good Christian man. And, you know, you don't have that kind of Christianity quite as blatant in Jersey as you do in Kentucky. Sure. He did. You know, he was a guy who displayed his faith and you know would tell you about his faith and i actually he took over for our family doctor i never saw him but i know my brother continued somewhere back in the late aughts he got caught up in the pill mill and the fbi popped him he was actually essentially dealing or was sort of you know peripherally involved and essentially he left our hometown never to return wow so yeah crazy because those pill mills became a real thing you had doctors writing script after script after script because their patients felt good yeah and it was easy for them to make money well and we'll throw the word allegedly out there for this story allegedly but but i think uh you know the the statute of limitations has ran its course but my grandma uh at 70 years old was going to uh er would get whatever pills they would give her which was plenty oh plenty she would go home sell those motherfuckers my grandmother was selling all kinds of pills yeah So (laughs) well, you just use the MF and I want to address this again because it is time we had well, we had someone admonish us for our language. So can I just address this again? And again, if my brother Thomas is listening, I blame you. (laughs) Tommy listened to our first five or six uh, episodes. What? Two years ago now. We started in August of. Oh, one, right? We've been doing this two, oh, one, 21. We've been doing this two years and we were working with Troy. Neither Trisner or I knew Troy particularly well. And Troy, of course, you'll hear this. Troy seemed like a very wholesome. Troy is a very wholesome individual. Didn't want to insult Troy. I'm very, I try to be very cognizant of others. And, you know, I did radio for a long time. So I was able to look at the microphone as a gatekeeper and we weren't swearing. And we were keeping it clean. And my brother listened to five or six episodes, and this is basically what he said. He said, you know, you guys aren't bad. The content is pretty good, but why don't you swear? And I said, I just made a conscious effort, and I told him what I just told you guys. And he said, yeah, but the show sort of is two guys hanging out or three guys hanging out talking. And if you're doing that in the backyard, you're using salty language. Guys do that, especially guys like us. For sure. So I told that to Tris, and Tris like, good fucking deal. I'm in. (laughs) 
<laughs> no. Well, so just for people who get offended by our language, it's nothing other than, you know, we're just guys hanging out and that's the way we would talk if we were if we were doing this on your radio station. Yeah. So you could say it's hypocritical, I guess, but it's just as George Carlin used to say, it's a spice. The F word is a little spice. Sure. And and there's a wonderful argument to be made. Which they don't have I, to use I've it as heard. much as you do. But. <laughs> That's absolutely fair. But, you know, I've always heard that, you know, a nice, educated, full vocabulary you don't need to curse. And that's that's a good point. You know, a nice, articulate person can certainly go through life without it. But my thing is, I feel like, again, those of us that work a 40-hour work week and we put on a face and we do a good job and we, you know, we have to talk to many people, there's no cursing in my day job. There's no, you know, I don't get to let that side out. I'm not well, 25. I'm not also hanging out with my right. college buddies. Right. So to have an outlet to just sound like an, a jerk and cuss and right. be, you know, to be a bro. Pat McAfee show. Yeah. You know, they always bleep the words. I, I can't get away from this guy now. And I'm still, still not <laughs> sure how I feel because I know my nephews loved him for a couple of years. And, you know, the punter who does, he's got a very successful yeah. podcast that's now ter- uh, carried by ESPN. And he's a guy's guy. I still don't know how I feel about him. Um, but every time I turn ESPN on, he seems to be on. But, you know, it's just guys hanging out and their language is a little salty. But to that point about vocabulary, George Garland's vocabulary was literally second to none fair and used you know did the seven dirty where you know so yeah. that point is you know if you're telling me just by virtue of the fact that somebody uses bad language it makes them an idiot i, I would put carlin up as ex- <laughs> exhibit a. and then no. donna who was also from new jersey who passed away it'll be two years this de- december uh covid uh shortened donna's life at 79 donna was the healthiest person i knew until covid but um she being from Jersey and I would use, she would hear me say something and she would say it like Ray and I would try and temper it in front of her. But, you know, again, unlike you, I'm with guys in an office and our language can get a little bad. And I would say, Donnie, you got to give me a pass. I'm from New Jersey. That has nothing to do with it. She'd say that has nothing to do. With it. <laughs> nice. And to that end, the conversation that led to this conversation about language could see us doing some uh, possible local TV. Yeah, you were mentioning that version of this show. So again, I have a face for radio. <laughs> well, yeah, so does Pat McAfee, right? So we'll, we'll be yeah. Okay. I mean, he's got the he's he's looking all buff with his cut off T shirt, and yeah, but yeah, yeah, he's not Brad Pitt. So that's it. Uh, maybe in the near future, we'll we will look at maybe trying to do some version of this, and hopefully still continue with the podcast in its current form. But then also maybe that would be wonderful. Yeah, and so some of that will have to do with your owner if it happens. Exactly. Right? A little local. And, Do you and like McAfee? Less cursing. You know what? I haven't seen him enough to have an opinion. To, to like, yeah, I haven't yeah. listened to podcasts. Like he, he gave a lot of great sound bites as a player. I think that's you know, what it started. Watching from. on ESPN, yeah. you would think, oh man, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So I don't know enough to say like I know a lot about him and me either. Make that, but no, me either. Certainly seems charismatic enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy. Man, big news, right? I blew that one. I thought Democrats would would throw him a lifeline, Tristan. So this is the day after McCarthy's been booted. Um, but I think what happened was, and I'm, I'll say this, and it sound it'll probably sound a tad ironic given that he became Speaker of the House. I don't think he's a great politician. I don't think he was yes. able to reach out to the Democrats. He basically gave them the middle finger on Sunday. Why the, Why you want to help him? You know, right. he, he he didn't do the back channel. He, That's it. And I'm sure he was caught off guard. 
completely. The White House was caught off. I, I think, and it's a little bit like the dog that caught the car. I don't think Getz and the boys really know Gates, whatever that creep's Gates, name yeah. is, Eddie Munster. <laughs> it's 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 like the it's like the dog that caught the car. Now they got this, but 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 with this, with no disrespect to our friend Aaron and Tony, who may join us later today, and and all our Republican friends, that is a dis functional political party that's bad and you know it's funny you mentioned aaron i was actually talking to him just for a minute this morning about that specifically and and he said it is maybe kind of a pejorative but he's like you know to the credit of the democrats if they said the sky was red they would all just go along party lines and i think that's a little extreme but to his point i mean we we have not had an anarchy against Pelosi while she was uh, speaker. In fact, I mean, the, she did hold them together pretty well. Not only did factions. she not only did she hold them together, the transition of Nancy Pelosi leaving and giving way to Hakeem Jeffries could not have been more smooth. There was yes. not a ripple of undercurrent of any animosity that was done perfectly well. And when somebody like Aaron, you know, again, I wish he could have came today. I wanted to have this conversation on air, but. I think sometimes the argument or the discussion with Trump is, and Aaron references this a lot, well, Trump's not a politician, and he always says and does the wrong thing. Well, then, like, my answer to that on air would be, then why is he trying to be the most important politician in the world if he sucks at it and he's not very good? You know, I, that doesn't make sense to me. So I got this, Tris, and I forwarded it to you, and I wanted to read this because I can't disagree at all. This is actually someone who would say, how dare that limey way in? This is John Cleese, who's now got to be well into his 80s. John Cleese of, Mo comedian. of Monty Python fame, right? Sure. He sent out a tweet that someone forwarded to me that said, I'd like to explain something. People are surprised the MAGA faction continues to support Donald Trump despite his vulgarity, nastiness, and scofflaw behavior. This is a misunderstanding. His vulgarity, nastiness, and scofflaw behavior are the reason why they support him. And I couldn't disagree with that. And then that got me to thinking. Uh, I got a text from a friend of ours, John, uh, who we both know, who said, man, this is crazy. The both parties are screwed up. And I texted him back. I said, John, it's not both parties. Republicans are interested only in an anti-institutional message. I've asked him for years. Well, I've asked myself for years. Is that Tony? Right. Tony sneaking in. Hang so on we'll one get, second, we'll Tony. In a few you can listen and you can respond in a couple minutes if you'd like. So I've asked myself for years what the appeal to Trump is, and I think I finally figured at least a part of it out. Donald Trump appeals to those who've lost all faith in America's institutions and who seek to burn it down. I wasn't a huge fan of Ronald Reagan, but he was an optimist, and he'd have no place in today's Republican Party, a party that's now just slash and burn. And, John, that's not how Democrats seek to govern. It's not both sides, because there's only one side that seeks chaos and turmoil as a means and then I put dot, 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 to what end? Like, what is the end that Getz and these guys want? Do they want no institution? Do they want what? What Politics, by its nature, is the art of what? Compromise. You have to compromise. These guys want none. You've got a Congress that is 218 to 215. How are you going to just ramrod through what you want? You know, it's not going to happen. happen. And it's it's just, it, there's one party that wants to govern, and there's one party that they don't help. Sorry, that's me banging on the table. I'm emphatic. But they don't help themselves in this. Republicans don't help themselves because guys like you and I can say, it's a dysfunctional party. Right. Why would you vote for a party that tells you they don't want to govern and then proves it? I feel like if you want to be a part of the process, you should have to come in with your own ideas and want to make something better for many years. And, you know, probably for uh, the duration of the Republican Party until 2016, there was a pretty 
set standard of things that you knew that they wanted. They fiscal responsibility, fiscal responsibility, less government portion, smaller government, certain things. And now it does feel like it's a burn it down and b well, whatever Trump says. Yeah. So for at least a certain wing of the party. Absolutely. And that wing has a huge voice. And that is the wing. And the reason that Kevin McCarthy is no longer the speaker of the house. Right. And he made his deal with the devil in a way he dug his own grave because he never should have agreed back in January. He was so earnestly wanted that speakership that he agreed to one vote. One, one one guy can get him out and gets pulled his bluff, called his bluff. But I don't think when gets gates again, I've mispronounced his name intentionally because he's a scumbag. (laughs) I mean, I think Tony, when he comes on the air, with us will agree matt gets is an asshole he's a scumbag if a quarter of the things i've heard about matt gates are true then he's not the guy you want. i always do the neighbor test tony perkins would be a great neighbor matt gets not a great neighbor right and, and i don't think he thought i think he thought it was just a political bluster and all of a sudden now it's like the the dog that catches the car oh my god what do we do now you've got a party without a leader 45 days to another government shutdown ukraine funding is another thing if you're Zelensky sitting over in the capital in kiev you're probably not getting money now. So are you happy with that if you're a Republican? Maybe some are, but Putin's going to f- finish that war because America's not going to be able to... T- uh, American uh, uh, politicians who want to get money to Ukraine's hands are being tied by those eight Republicans. Well, am I hearing from you that you feel like this will continue for the 45 days and that... No, they'll come up with somebody. It'll be Scalise or Jim Jordan or somebody, but they don't meet again. You know how you can tell that they didn't think this would happen because they recessed for a week and they're not getting back together until next Wednesday, Tuesday night, I think. They'll come out of that caucus with a a speaker, pro tem or something. But it caught everybody off guard. It's just a it's just a. And I'm not a fan of Kevin McCarthy. People kept saying he couldn't trust him. The Democrats couldn't trust Republicans couldn't trust him. But. You know, nobody should be. It's the first time in the history of the country that this happened. It's just not a good look. No, that's what I said. It's just not a good look. I told that to to Aaron as well this morning. I mean, it's not like the Democrats come out of this looking great. Like, it just, you know, everybody, or I feel like, should want what's best for the country, right? Over, like, petty partisan politics. And the problem is, yes, all over the world, just like January 6th, just like when they tried to elect the, uh, the Speaker McCarthy originally, and it took, what, 12, 13, 15, 19 15 votes. votes. Yeah. So it doesn't make the country look better no. or more strong or more no. stable in front of people like Vladimir Putin or China no. or these different countries that we would like to seem like we have a little bit more together. Right. And, so. uh, you know, Democrats could have thrown McCarthy a lifeline. I personally thought they would when all this was going down. I, I said, too. well, enough I Democrats will closed door meeting where they, they did. They put the pressure no. on. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and it was in no small measure because the Democrats pushed that bill through the continuing resolution to fund the government for a four, another 45 days. 200 Republicans voted against it. So McCarthy made his deal. Then he goes on the shows on Sundays. Why I say he's not a great politician. And he blasts the Democrats. Right. So Hakeem Jeffries was like. You asshole. Yeah, we, you, we just helped you get this through. You're looking good. Now you're shitting on us. Right. All right. Here's a chance to say. Yeah, and I think and that now, was it was it petty politics. Yes, it was. The problem, too, with that is and I won't put this on Republicans, but I will put it on that MAGA faction. You know, this was an opportunity to come out like Bill Clinton and Newt Gingrich and say, look, we got together as a country, both parties and got something exactly right. But now it's It's such an insult, such a horribility to the MAGA Republicans. You would dare work with these awful lizard people. You know, then it becomes it's a it's a negative that they work together to get something done. A hundred percent. But by that same token, Hakeem Jeffries could have gotten his coalition. All they had to do was vote present. Uh, It's a really arcane little bit. You don't even have to vote yay or nay. By voting present, you 
are basically saying that I'm not voting for it, but I'm not voting against it. So he keeps his position. 20 Democrats vote present. McCarthy stays as the speaker. So they played that same game to say that we're we have no respect for them. They have no respect for us. So here we are. We'll just throw out a speaker for the first time in the country's history. Wow. You know, it's really a bad, just 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 an awful look. But again, and if you're taking that, if you're peeling all the politics away, he essentially was voted out for working with the other party was. to get something done. He was. For actually right. fund you were kicked out for funding the government. Right. That like this the, the well, division of partisanship in this country when that's the case, when you're kicked out as speaker for working with the other party to compromise and pay the government's bills, that's pretty rough. That's why I say the means to what end? What is it that the far right, who seems to have power now in the Republican Party, and Trump is their their leader, and he may get elected again? Who knows? What is it that they actually want? Maybe Tony, when he comes on, can explain it. But what is it that the we know what the far left wants? We may not agree, but sure. they want better environmental controls. They would like a little more uh, sharing of the wealth. We know what the far left wants may not agree but we know what does the far right want i don't know do they just want to burn everything down do they want an instant do they want anarchy do they want an institutionally free america they seem to have lost all faith in every be it the fbi be it local police be it whatever you name they've lost faith in every institution in america trump talks about it all the time his campaigns his not campaign his inauguration speech was about the you know, dystopian America sure. and what's changed in seven years. They have lost all faith. And, and it finally came to me. Like I've asked myself over and over and over, what is the appeal to Trump? Historians are going to look at it and it's slowly coming to me. The appeal is Trump says all of America's institutions are broken and I'm the guy who can fix them. First of all, they are a long way from broken, still the greatest country in the world. And Republicans used to say that That's don't true. seem to say that anymore. No. Now it's just a dystopian hellhole. It's a disaster because the, yeah. Old Biden so is at the helm so let's keep their right. feet to the fire. So Matt Getz, Tony Perkins, Aaron, you think that's just a hellhole, this country? You think it's a disaster? You, you, I mean, you just think it's a nasty place. No, you don't. You don't want to. So why do you say that? Why do you support somebody who says that? And you think all institutions, be it the FBI, be it local police, are all corrupt and terrible, and you just want to burn them down? That's where we're at now, and that seems to be where we're at. At least again, and I would like to differentiate between the MAGA Republicans and a majority. Hopefully, but it's getting harder it, for it those. I feel bad for moderate it, because Republicans because it is fracturing. Like the, it does yeah. feel like a pretty big fracture in the party. Because I've watched a if not every minute of the second Republican primary debate. And, you know, I found myself watching it thinking, Hey, there's a couple that I really don't like, but the vast, I mean, even the couple that I don't like, I would still take over Trump. Everybody on the stage, even Vivek who pushes my buttons, I would take everybody up there over Trump because my feeling is, is even though, again, you have a couple folks that would govern farther right than Donald Trump, in my opinion, but I don't feel like they would be election deniers. I don't feel like they yeah. would. Mike Pence. I don't think there would be a second January no, I 6th. I feel right. like, again, even though there's probably plenty of policy that I could find that I agree with Trump or I would be fine with, it doesn't, you know, I would rather have somebody whose policy I disagreed with than somebody I felt as though was going to taint the institution of democracy. Right. Yeah, and that's that doesn't even get talked about anymore because there's so much else going on. But January 6th, is, it's a lot to swallow. Right. So, But again, <laughs> if Trump is reelected and by all accounts is neck and neck with Biden, you know, I mean, what does that second term look like? That is not a let's come in and work on taxes. I mean, oh, he's God. coming in with a hacksaw. To, yeah, he's true. going after, you know, FBI. Hits. The retribution tour. Right. Tur. 
tour, tour. To, to your point. All right. Do we break and yeah, hear do, from a few sponsors do, and yeah. set Tony up on a microphone? S- and, speaking of sponsors, maybe we'll, we'll hear that we do epoxy commercial and then bring in the owner, Tony. Perkins, there we go. To come, uh, and he can defend himself. And, and defend his party. So, uh, yeah. Sounds good. So, Troy, if you would, play the spenders, please. Tristan here with the Extreme Common Sense Podcast, thanking our friends at Berea Pond. We could not do the podcast without the generous support from Aaron and Robin at Berea Pond. And also, my house wouldn't have nearly as much cool stuff without all the items at Berea Pond. So when you're ready for your next furniture, gun, ammo, pallet, they have so much cool stuff, you're not ever going to regret going to Berea Pond. That's Berea Pond at 107 Clay Drive in the old IGA building across from near New Auto Center. Don't miss out. If you're from the area, you got to get into Berea Pond. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, that's what we hope. We hope not. And then, you right, know. So, Troy, you're going to edit this? You want to do a countdown? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, so, all right. So, we'll, yeah. So, we'll do a three. Welcome back, Ray. And we have with us. Tony. Tony with We Do Epoxy and our good friend here on the show has been with us uh, maybe second or third time, but yeah, has Tony. been with us kind of from the beginning. And we, we appreciate Tony as a, a listener and a guest. Now I'm adding more to things I hate. I hate ugly floors and I hate <laughs> dumbass politicians. <laughs> yeah, well, there's uh, probably a lot of both. There's ugly floors and dumbass politicians. We'll do a little on-air test with Tony. Tony, get right up on the mic there and just, just tell us your birthday. And your social security My number. <laughs> no, just say, hey, I'm sorry. I, I turn, and your credit card uh, I number. turned 59 later this month. That sounds good. All right, cool. Well, happy birthday. Uh, October, well, baby? Gets, uh, 15th. All right. 59. 59. Next year's the biggie. Although, honestly, Tony. I've been getting AARP uh, uh, solicitations oh, sure. for, they, for uh, and, a little over a decade And now. they won't stop. Yeah, they, they start. They start uh, when you and I were kids, 65 was a senior. Okay. 60, then they backed it up to 62. I could live with 62. Now it's 50, which I think is AARP trying to broaden their membership. But at any rate, um, I, I, I didn't I mind 60, by the so way. Stuff, though. That's the problem. Tony, I didn't mind 60. You know the birthday I didn't like? was 40, which I think our friend Trizen hit just a couple of years ago. Or was it this year? I think a couple I years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 40 was the one where you know you're getting old. I always said about turning 40, you know why athletes are done in their late 30s. Because even if you've kept yourself in shape, which I did not, but well, actually, I was had a lawn business then. I was, I was in pretty good shape. The check engine go. light comes on at 40. That is a great way to put it. Now, 50, 60, hey, you're just glad to still be here. Oh, well, so what's new, brother? It for you. It comes on steady. And- <laughs> yeah, at 60, you'll know that. Ray, Ray, uh, you, can you predict the first question that I will ask Tony on the, on the podcast here? And it, I'll give you a hint. I've already asked you this question today. But I don't know what you're going to ask. You, nobody so knows many, but me. So many topics, so little You've time. already this asked me, so you asked me you today. You know this is the most important thing I could give ask Give me one Tony. more hint. Um, you can't. <laughs> That's it. Got to pay my bill, huh? Yeah. Did you bring me a check, Tony? <laughs> that would be his first question. Ray knew I brought that him going. one. No. See, you're your I own worst you're, enemy. I, I didn't. You're going to hit me up for some cash, so yeah. <laughs> no worries. That is true. Uh, I told Tony, don't worry about the damn cash. We're good. Oh, Tris. Yeah, well, Ray's approach is better. <laughs> Ray's rich. I'm not. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Put, he put some kids through college. Oh, so that. And, you know, it's funny with this new ownership coming, which is a done deal. October 9th, they're officially yeah, signing congratulations, the papers. Congratulations. Uh, well, no, yeah, well, yeah. Well, th- th- no congratulations to me. Unfortunately, I don't have, you know, an interest in the place. But uh, yeah, maybe the owners will do something. So I have a bit of anxiety. But October 9th is the... Um, 
I'll yeah. teach you how to grind floors and uh, play well, boxing. I might take you up. I already talked to Trizen. October 9th is the day that the the final is uh, uh, the 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 uh, closing happens. And I had a conversation with Patty, my wife, saying, "Could we do this if I decided 63 that I really don't want to go forward with new owners?" And I and I think we can do it. I mean, it's tough. Pay is probably cut 40 percent. You know, that's a big hit, but you know, we got a couple bucks set aside. She's got a pension. And, you know, I think at that point you cut back a little bit, you look at, you know, where you can cut some few expenses and yeah, it'd be nice time to fish and golf. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah, fair point. I play golf weekly, often, but weekly. It's like you like to say, you mastered the game right hand snipe late last Yeah. 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 So you defend. We picked on you in the last segment, yeah, McCarthy, and all of them. You putting them all together, or you throwing it on McCarthy? The problem is, is, is uh, you've got a minority, and, 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 the, and the problem is, it's a personal issue between uh, Getz, Getz, and McCarthy. Uh, McCarthy. It is. He hates McCarthy, and I'm sure McCarthy doesn't think much of Getz either. Right. But uh, that's that's part of the problem. They, they are, there was an investigation opened on uh, on Getz, which McCarthy claims he had nothing to do with. I don't know if he did or not, but, but the bottom line is is it was personal. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. Am I being heard at all? Yeah, you are. Just get right. Ah, there we go. Okay. Oh, big, big. I turned it up maybe too loud. We're doing on-air checks. All uh, right. Tony. So anyway, yeah, it, it's personal between uh, Getz and, and McCarthy. And, you know, McCarthy claims he didn't have anything to do with it. And, and Getz uh, is, is holding a grudge. And the bottom line is is uh, a whole lot of Democrats teamed up with uh, Getz to uh, – Send McCarthy packing, and you said uh, you said earlier that the Republicans wanted chaos, and the Democrats didn't. I beg to differ. A bunch of them voted for it, um, and well, it's there's, there's dirtiness it both ways. Bad, right? Like they, and, and to be fair, that is the ugliness of politics. And if it that believe oh, yeah. me, if they could have had a vote to oust Pelosi, your team would have done the same oh, I, thing. I have so it, no that's argument the ugly with that side of it, right? It's, there's no argument with that. Right. It, it, it's it, it's that an ugly business. Um, and so, you know, I, I look at it and it's like you got the vast majority of the the Republicans are what I would call fair. But you got a you got a minority that have managed to, to take control of things. And, and, and it's just looking bad for everybody. I'm just disgusted with the, the whole thing. Um, so what's the answer? Uh, flush. Flush them all. Yeah. Both but, sides. But what's the reasonable answer? Like, because we unfortunately we can't do that. So how do you get rid of. How do you get rid of the extremism in the bases, which creates this, these extreme portions of our parties? I think obviously your side is a little more visible at the moment with the McCarthy. Yeah, uh, there's, there's, it's on both sides. I mean, you know, I, there's so many topics, so little time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, you know, you got uh, a handful of people that that uh, you know they're they're just been out of shape over a couple of issues. Um, you know, McCarthy got uh, the continuing resolution gone, and 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 you know they were upset because there was a continuing resolution. They wanted certain, they wanted individual bills for individual spending um, cuts. Segments, segments, if you will, and cuts. they wanted cuts. And it actually had some uh, some cuts uh, going through, which uh, uh, of course that all fell you know by the wayside. But uh, uh, I'm just disgusted with the the whole crowd. I mean, on, on so, multiple levels. To my point earlier, have you lost faith in America's institutions? Absolutely. I was listening to you talking about that and, I, and I'm, I'm saying to myself, you know, Ray's right for a change. Well, what do you do then? You want to burn them all down? No, you just need change. You just need to, you just need to, uh, um, flush. Well, the hard thing is, is again, I, I can't, I'm not giving you the exact number, but you have these scenarios. 99% of people, for example, will say, 
we need to get rid of Congress and start over. But they're the same folks that will vote for the guys on their team. Right. So there's really there's never any change. Really, it's right. only incremental. So then it comes back to that other question. Like I've said, I've racked my brain to figure out what the appeal to Trump was. So then you have to ask yourself, and I don't know if you would be included in this, but there certainly is not a small, would, would appear to be not a small number of Americans who have reached a place in their lives where they think, frankly, they've had too much democracy. What do I mean by that? Well, this freedom and this ability to vote people in who may be completely ancillary to what your view is, the complete opposite of your view, has given things that certainly both Democrats and Republicans don't like, but Republicans are much more vocal about it. Things like abortion, things like gay rights, things like on and on and on. We could list them. So is the answer a strong man, i.e. Donald Trump, who agrees with you but doesn't agree with American democracy? So in other words, democracy's given us things that Tony, on, since you're here, I'll pick on you, that Tony doesn't like. Tony said the answer is to flush them all. Well, here's a way to flush them all. Fuck American democracy. Fuck the Constitution. Bring in a guy who's a strong man who's going to get done what we want done. Fuck the other side. Is that the place we've reached now in America? I disagree that. Uh, well, I hope you would disagree because <laughs> uh, that's the scariest part of it. No, because uh, you, you put a strong man in and then, you know, he's he's OK for a while. But then you get a strong man that, that leans the other way. Um, you say so. You do still believe in American democracy? Oh yeah, I wish they would follow the Constitution. The problem is the Constitution hadn't been followed as written for a long time. Well, I mean that's debatable, but you know, I, I mean, <laughs> where does it say in the Constitution that uh, we can do a lot of things that or the government can do a lot of things that they do? Well, I mean, that's that whole rub with federal government, states' rights. I've and, become so much know. of a libertarian, it isn't funny. Yeah, which to me, libertarianism is great right up until, you know, <laughs> they sort of get themselves in trouble because there's things that simply have to be funded, right? You can't just cut everything. You still, you know, again, as Triz and I were talking at the beginning of the show, it used to be, you know, when I was a kid, we knew what Republicans stood for. They knew they stood for limited government, however that was defined, which was never defined well because I always said both parties like to spend money. There's only one party that was honest about it. Republicans spent money too. They would just say, oh, we hate to spend, oh, you know, it was like, oh God, I hate to spend this, you know, break my arm while I spend this money. <laughs> but we knew that they at least in theory stood for limited government and they stood for a strong military. I don't think they stand for either of those two things now. So that party is really has to find a way to redefine itself. I, I don't know what Republicans stand for anymore. I've, I've become very skeptical. I mean, bottom line is, is, is uh, Republicans say, uh, you know, we want to close the border, but how many thousands of illegal immigrants are coming across the border every day? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And I mean, that's that, probably that's the issue, right? Like, I think that's maybe, one. As and even then, overtaking um, abortion and is as, the one that you feel like is the Republican issue well, at not, the moment. Uh, yeah, I guess so. There's been a lot of quietness since Roe v. Wade as far as abortion. You don't hear as much, you know. Let's let's get even more extreme because it feels like an issue that, that it's not winning elections. No, it's but an you issue do that still hear Republicans. Up, yes. so, but there's still a lot of great videos of folks coming across the border. And I think those still resonate with middle America. Yeah, they do. People do want, and that's both sides. Both sides want that to be fixed, what, right? What frosts me well, to no yeah. extent over that, that is yeah, I'm a veteran as, as you guys both know. And it just drives me insane that we've got all of these, charity organizations that are designed to help vets 
why is there a need for those guys? They should be taken care of. I mean, yeah. okay, yeah, the agree, government should right? be taking care of them. No, they're not. It's very difficult to get VA benefits. Now, you can come across the border as an illegal alien, and they'll they'll put you in a hotel and pay the pay for all of it, hand you a cell phone, and, and uh, I'm surprised that they may very well begin a paycheck. I can't say that for sure, but uh, the bottom line is is they get a whole lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, courtesy, I courtesy of the feel tax like We're treating our immig- like illegal immigrants better than they're our putting veterans. them up in hotels. I mean, it's, Come on. it's limited. It's not a you move into the hotel and stay. It's where if you know if you're coming for asylum, we're trying to get that strained out. I mean, I I, I don't feel as though, and I pray that I'm wrong that we're that our veterans are being treated worse than illegal folks trying to come over for asylum yeah it's uh i don't know how much of that is true but it's a strong argument and yeah i would agree with you the that's, first the first you know, answer the va gives anybody of. that applies for any benefits is uh we can't determine that's service related right and there are the far guy too lost many his leg in iraq that. you can't determine that's service related come on yeah no that's fair there's no yeah they're, they're and that's bipartisan too, right? There's no big Democrat contingent that's saying, let's not take care of our veterans. I mean, in fact, probably the most outspoken veterans rights advocate in the moment that I could name would be John Stewart right. uh, for veterans, for 9-11 survivors right. and first responders. Well, I they mean, all claim they're for them, but uh, you know, okay, you're for helping the veterans. Well, why is the VA such a bureaucratic mess? Yeah, I mean, I wish yeah. I had that answer. I don't, you know, the VA is one of those funny things. It's a little bit like Medicare. People say, oh, God, 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 it's terrible, terrible. I don't know. I know very few vets that have gone to the VA that have had anything but good experiences. Most of them have nothing to do with it. You know, I mean, well, they've had good experiences. One of the other things about the VA is uh, when I got out of the Navy back in the day, you know, one of the things they told me was, don't bother to go to the VA until you turn 50 because uh, you're not eligible. I'm like, until you turn 50. I'm like, okay. So after I turn 50, I go check out with the VA. And they said, no, you could have had, uh, you could have had VA benefits way back when you got out of the Navy. But since then, they've, uh, they've, we've decided to means test it. And so you have a job and you make a little money, so you can't have any benefits. Mm. So you don't get any benefits for the, through the VA? No. As a veteran? No. Because I have a job and make money. Really? Not very much of it, but uh, yeah. That's unbelievable. It's and ridiculous. And that's across the board. If and if I have health insurance, they'll just charge them. You know, now, so, even you if know, you which, have an extreme medical need, you've got to have a big unexpected surgery. It doesn't matter. Oh, I can right go now. get it. I can go get it done, but I got to pay for it. Just same as if I got to go to if I go to uh, uh, um, a regular doctor. You, you that's know. amazing. My insurance has got to pay for it, I should say. So, yeah, I mean, wow. yeah, it's means tested. If, if you have a job and you make money, you get to uh, you get to. Uh, Pay anyway. Uh, yeah, you get to pay anyway. How so, about that? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I got so many things to get mad about. I'm I'm mad about jury duty. I got uh, you know, jury I'm, duty. I'm, I know I'm, you uh, want to talk about jury I'm, duty. I'm, uh, Go ahead. I've been selected for jury duty for the month of October, and and it's. Uh, uh, oh, I thought you had already done it. You're selected now. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on the. I'm on the docket right now. They. they, they uh, what are you gonna do with your seven fifty a day? Oh, it's twelve fifty a day with five dollars pay, seven fifty expenses. Twelve fifty. You know, and, and so you go in on Monday morning, and, and, and if you're lucky, you don't get selected for a trial that week, but uh, you don't know for sure. And I, I, I will give the current judge, Judge Ward, I think it's Ward, David something. I think I want to say Ward, but uh, that sounds right. um, I'll give him a little bit of a, a accolades because he did a pretty good job of explaining it, uh, better than the last two times I had jury duty. But one of the things he said was, if you don't like the uh, pay structure, it hasn't been looked at since 1978, talk to your representative. And I almost said, I've tried. They don't respond. 
So you I, have? But I held, my, I held my tongue. Well, I held your tongue, but you have tried? I have uh, emailed both my state representative Carpenter? and state, yeah, Jared Carpenter and Timmy Truett. I've emailed them both twice and called their offices and talked with their staff and heard back from neither of them. you talk to Jared at all anymore? Periodically, yeah, he'll get him on it. My son, my son, and his son played football together. And we've met Barrett. many times on the sidelines. You would think me. he would respond, but no, he's uh, uh, too good for me. That's funny. Now, the only uh, politician that I've actually no heard back from the office didn't even that's get back amazing. to. You. Yeah, usually they send the form letter. At yeah, least I got something. a form letter from Andy Barr, which you know he's federal, but it's the same problem in every state, so it's kind of a national issue anyway. But right. you know, and I, but yeah, I did, I did actually get a response from Andy Barr, uh, which said, which was a form letter, but uh, at least I got something. I'm still irritated about uh, the nice boys guy. in Frankfurt. What did the form letter say? I've slept since then. <laughs> we've we've looked at the issue. We agree. Yada, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Well, it wasn't quite that bad, but uh, uh, at least I got a response. You know, yeah. nothing from uh, Jared Carpenter. And like I said, my boy and his boy uh, played football together, and you know, we used to talk on the sideline. You would think he would respond, but nope. And so I'm throwing his butt under the bus. There you go. And, and uh, Timmy Truett, I don't know him, but uh, he hadn't responded either. And I've talked to a staff member live for both of them, so it's not like I haven't talked to anybody. And and they assured me that uh, you know they would get the message and like I said no response. So, That's funny, Tony. And uh, you so know what, I, and I don't like and I don't like the jury duty. And the way it works is is you get called in. You get a, well you get a summons in the mail, and you got to fill out a form telling them you're you're a citizen and all the other things. And and you got to show up on the first Monday of the month. And it happens everywhere in the country. First Monday of the month. And uh, if you don't show up, they will issue a warrant for your arrest. Yes, they will. And uh, yeah, you'll get a visit from the sheriff. And, and it was amazing to me how many people didn't show up. So and there, there, the there was uh, there was probably a little over a hundred of us in there. Was, uh, I'd say about twenty five, thirty didn't show up. There you go. So uh, you know the sheriff's department's got something to do. But uh, and you listen to some speeches about how important being a juror is. And like I said, it's your you know, civic Judge duty, Ward, my son. Judge Judge Ward did a good job of that. And, and then, it is and, in and the then you find out. Uh, yeah, it is in the constitution. Well, and actually, one of the things he one of the things he commented on that uh, hadn't been explained very well in the past was that the state statute about jury duty is is a simple one sentence line, and 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 um, it's not an exact quote, but basically it says there is no automatic exemption. So you, you, sure. you, know, you can't. And, and of course, the the second time I got picked, I tried to tell the judge that uh, you know I was a single wage earner, and uh, you know it was a significant financial hardship for me to be there. And he said, and I quote, "Tough." So yeah, and it wasn't that wasn't the judge this time. That was you know a few years ago. It seems like about every four years I get picked. Yeah, you're that's supposed, crazy. You're no. supposed to have. Uh, you know, two years, at least two years in between. And in the meantime, I've never been tapped, well, I, I'm just going to say, Ray, I, I talk to people my age or thereabouts on a regular basis who have never been selected. Me. And then, and then and I'm in there and I'm, and I'm, and I'm in there in the, uh, the jury room talking with a few other people. And, and, you know, there was people in there that was their first time, but there was an awful lot of them third, fourth, fifth time. That's crazy. I so, live in kind of an ambiguous place, which is paint lick. And there's parts of paint lick in Madison, parts in Garrett County. And uh, actually got a Garrett County, which is not where I live, jury duty request. So it was easy to to bump out of that. And actually, I think I did how get, because you said you weren't was in Garrett in County. Correct, yeah, I was not. Yeah, in the it, county. there was a lady there that had been. She was there, and then she was actually living in Jessamine County, so she got excused because she didn't live in the county. Okay, but uh, you know the other thing is 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 uh, um, shoot, I done forgot my thought. Well, you were talking <laughs> about the money. Uh, well, that and and and. Uh, um, you know, the judge made the comment about that. He said, you know, talk to your representative. But, uh, you know, it, it's 
it's an inconvenience. I was unfortunately I was or fortunately I was not selected for the grand jury, which is no. ninety days. Yeah, right. So they got you for three months instead of just That's one rough. month. Uh, but so the judge sort of implied that yeah, talk to your I, representative. I really, well, I, that, that. I, I realize the pay sucks. And then he also well, and he did say that they know that, and then they they try to 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 honor our time. So I I appreciate it. he did like I said he did a very good job of explaining things and and. Uh, and, what do you think and, would and be a fair that, compensation? Well, uh, our our good friends in Frankfurt get uh, what is one hundred eighty seven dollars a day pay and uh, about one hundred seventy five expenses. That'd be good. That'd be, I mean, senators. I mean, come on. At least minimum wage would yeah. be nice, right? Well, I, I, five dollars a day. That need, yeah, all that does is piss me off because that just mm-hmm. tells me they thought about it and decided to really lay the screw to you. <laughs> It'd be easier to just pay nothing, and then you, they could claim, "Oh, we didn't think of it." Yeah. Uh, bullshit. Uh, you funny. thought of it five dollars a day. That's an hey, insult. There's no swearing on that. And that was an insult. <laughs> yeah, I've heard you. <laughs> that was an insult in 1976 and, and 78, and then it's even more of an insult now. So Tell there's this, Tony. George Carlin used to say. Here's how you get out of jury duty, and it's very simple. You say, Your Honor, I would make a great juror because I can spot guilty people just like that. <laughs> That's pretty good. There's a great episode of 30 Rock. Do you watch 30 Rock by chance? I remember the show. With, uh, actually, with, with uh, the, Tina, Fey uh, Tena Fey goes into jury duty. Tina Fey and, and Baldwin, right? Yeah. Oh, she goes she into jury like, duty. Full Star Wars. Like, I think I know the answer to the... You know, well, so fellas, unfortunately, uh, if, you get, if you go in there acting silly like that, uh, the judge has the uh, option. He has the uh, option and authority to, to cite you for contempt of court. Yeah, and and, and, and court I wouldn't, and, so and I would not blame him for doing so. No. So, so we're all so. a little bit guilty of voting every November, election day coming up for governor, of course. You, uh, yeah, it is. Um, who do you, obviously, I'm going to guess you're, you're leading. Oh, I've not heard back from either governor candidate either, no, by the way. I've tried. Are these guys going to debate? Oh, come on, Cameron. You, you should know that. Are they, well, that was assumed, are they going to debate or have yeah. they debated? I thought there was discussion of a debate a few weeks ago. Uh, are they not going to debate? Uh, there's there's a couple of them. I was listening to uh, uh, I mean, Lexington it's Radio Station week the other in October, day, and, and they were talking about upcoming debates in the Times. So there are there are some debates uh, planned. I mean, I finally found a poll that had Bashir up about eight points, um, and and I would I said to Tony, Tony stopped by the bowling center and we were chatting a bit, and I said, in my opinion, um, Andy Bashir has. He may not be the greatest governor, you know, ever, but he he's deserving of a second term. He's done a decent enough job that he's deserving of a second term. And I think at the end of the day, that's probably where we'll be with this. Now, that said, a Democrat in a red state winning in the South, um, I don't know if he has the charisma or the camera appeal, but come 28. He could be an well, interesting he barely, guy. See him he, give it a try. he could be a yeah. He could be an interesting beat national Bevin player. And, uh, and, and it's Bevin hard. Is not man. very popular. Well, you know, no, he, but it's well, tough Bevin in Kentucky. Irritated yeah. the, the teachers and all that stuff. So it's a long way. From we'll California. we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, I don't. I'm who, not voting for Bashir, but you know, who do you guys, that's, what, that's known. Just out of curiosity, like, do you hate Bashir? You just you prefer Cameron a little bit more and if so my I don't like his politics what, what do you dislike yeah. most about I think I think uh, as Ray likes to say is he would pass the neighbor test I mean you know you, you, would you would you sit down in the backyard around a campfire and, and drink a beer with him yeah so but, but, I, sure. but I but I agree disagree with his politics is there something particular that you dislike mostly or just Democrat politics in general Oh, I can't come up with anything off the top of my head. I'm sleepy. <laughs> no worries. It's been so a long how, week. Well, how about nationally? I'm, I'm kind of curious because I've been following the, the Republican candidates. I mean, I'll tell you what, what if he would you, fix the jury, uh, the jury thing, I'd, I would strongly consider voting for him. Vote for Biden if he would fix jury duty. <laughs> but just, just 
quit making an indentured servitude. That's what it is. It is ridiculous. But do you do you, do you have a guy or do you have a person in the on the debate? Would you vote stage for right Trump now? again? I guess that's a bigger question. Um, I'd much rather see somebody else from the stage than than Trump. He's he's got so much baggage yeah. that and, and, and the the left hates him so much and and he's he's just irritated so many people that uh, yeah I'd rather have somebody else just because of, of that. Um, I like his politics. I don't like his personality. Yeah, uh, it's going to be tough, though, Tony. So what are you going to do? You, I guess you hold your nose and pull the lever for him? I mean, it's, it's going to be tough to beat well, this I definitely, guy. I definitely ain't voting for Biden. I'd, like, I'd kind of like to see uh, you know, somebody you know, get in there and steady him uh, on, the, on the left side and make it Now, RFK is saying it, all intonations are that he's going to be running as an independent, and some people say that'll hurt Trump more than it hurts Biden. I've, I've heard that, that, and that very well might be true because you know, he, uh, he was against the vaxxers and, and – and, it's a bit of I don't, a kook I don't, against a vaccine. Well, so. Trump vaccine? I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, he's against the enough. Trump. He was against the Trump vaccine. I don't know enough <laughs> about him to. to say oh, he's much. been anti-vax long before COVID. Oh, he yeah. was anti. Oh, they're out there. Yeah, it's, he's out there. Yeah. But, so, but is there somebody on the stage right now that's in the primary that you do think, man, I could get behind that person? Or I like Nikki Haley. Well, I do too. Like Nikki. Yeah. yeah I, I think she'd be totally to your reasonable. point. Yeah. She's a reasonable. Oh, she's a reasonable. I just pushed the table. She's a reasonable individual who. Uh, I don't think would, um, you know. I kind of agree with you there, Tristan. The uh, Vivek, uh, yeah. Vivek's tough. Yeah, I think Vivek is rehearsing for VP. He'd be Trump's he VP in a heartbeat. But I think because he's a young man, Trump can only serve he's four years. Like Trump without he, the baggage, kind of. But I think yeah. too, when you're, you know, you guys are a little bit older. I'll tell you than me. something funny about Vivek. But you, you, as a guy that's probably a little older than Vivek, man, isn't it tough when you see some little fresh-eyed thirty-something-year-old guy? I trying mean, I, to, I, it is a little. I don't. Tougher. I don't. Uh, I'm not. You know, I don't invoke ageism either way. I, I think a lot of the attacks on Biden are actually quite prejudiced because it's ageism. I. Sure. Never see example of what people on Tony's side talk about. I see a man who's gotten older and he's slowed. But when he's in front of a fucking microphone, he makes perfect sense. Did you see him this week? I mean, the man is 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 he's his experience speaks for itself. But by the same token, I'm not going to say somebody's necessarily unqualified because they're young. Here's the difference, though. You can be very, very smart at 30, 35, 38, Vivek. You just can't be wise because wisdom comes from life experience. And Joe Biden has accumulated an awful lot of wisdom. He's and a lot and a lot of money qualified. I just feel like it's hard for me as somebody older than him to think with my own personal immaturity. Oh, you should have the nuclear codes. Well, I will tell you this. The uh, it's a consortium of Indian gentlemen who I will be working for and very nice guys. Himal Patel and then uh, a friend of his Raj or another guy, Sook. And I've met three of the four of them. No surprise, they absolutely love Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> nice. And I get it. You know, 93% of African Americans no, voted for Obama. Not 90% of. Well, I, I think it probably is, but it's, 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 I think it's less racist birds of a feather. Look, 90% of Irish Catholics, of which I am, voted for JFK. I mean, sure. I, I don't think I told this story. I, I don't think Tony knows this story. Uh, when we did our celebrity show, I actually walked with Robert F. Kennedy 10 minutes. So it was when I was working for Wallingford, probably the mid aughts, 05. And he was very involved in an organization called River Keepers, which was because he is a major environmentalist. That's something that you guys would have to deal with. Bobby Kennedy Jr. may be a nut when it comes to vaccines, but he's a firm believer that humans have caused the crisis we're having in the environment right now. So you're going to have to deal with that. So he was down there for this river keeper where they clean up rivers. In this case, it was the Kentucky River. We were down in Fort Boonesboro. And he and I walked together. I interviewed him a little bit from the river all the way up to the 
uh, a pavilion there where he was going to do an interview. And we talked for like 10 minutes. And I said, uh, you know, Mr. Kennedy, it's funny. In my house, there was a crucifix. And right below the crucifix was a picture of your uncle. I mean, my mother loved the Kennedys, JFK, his dad, you know. Um, but Irish Catholics voted for Kennedy. Blacks voted for Obama. And Indians are going to vote for Ramaswamy. I get it. That's birds of a feather. I don't think that's necessarily racist. But there's a racist streak to it. But my point was, and not to go back, so if an Indian guy is watching a boxing match with an Indian guy fighting a white guy, yeah. it doesn't make him racist to just... Nah, I mean, sort of. I mean, it just sort of does. All right. You know, if you look... It's if a you, low degree of racism. I, if it I, will, is racism. I will exclude Tony because he's a polite man. I will include both of us because I know you well. <laughs> or I'll just talk about myself. And I would tell this to... He loves to, to do that too, by the way. Talk about myself. <laughs> Not his first time. I, I, would, uh, I would say this to my black friends. If I'm watching a basketball game and there's five black guys and five white guys, not necessarily the two teams, just in the mix of the 10, and I say, hey, there's five white guys on the floor, as virtually every fucking white guy does, yes, that's got a bit of racism to it. I don't know how that isn't racist. I mean, so I'm incriminating myself in a sense, Tristan, but yes, that's got a racial element to it. Of course it does. And I think black guys would say, yeah, motherfucker, of course that's racist. But, but again, we'll have to bring Grant on. Yeah, we need, we need, would like to hear. We need more Larry Bird. Well, there you go. We need more Larry Bird. But is that's that racist? racist? Of because, course. Hey, go on, go on. Low degree of racism. Perhaps. Right? Go Perhaps. on. Go on YouTube, and, and Larry Bird was famous for his ability to talk shit. Oh, and, uh, uh, oh, there there are yeah. some hilarious clips about him oh. out there. But but I want to pick on Biden for a second. Yeah, go ahead. It's hard to get a word in edgewise. I've been wanting to for a while, but you know Ray was going. Um, if All right, you're done, Tony. Biden, so Biden, Tristan, Biden, what do you think? Biden is is corrupt. His son Hunter is corrupt. Why does Biden have more than twenty shell companies? Well. Let James Comer tell us, Tony. James Comer, who is from our state, mm -hmm. they had that ridiculous hearing last week where they bring mm -hmm. in heavy hitters like Jonathan Turley, the professor, of, the bank uh, records, uh, yeah. who, who's going to tell us. And they basically say, yeah, we can find some stuff on Hunter, but we can't uh, associate his dad with any of it. I mean, look, Tristan and I have talked about this, Tony. That's how they do it in Washington. You, they don't, they don't, we don't give the money to you, Ray. We give it to your brother. And that may be. Your son. So prove it your, to your us. Your sister. If Joe, yeah. and, 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 exactly. and they, and and they Tristan, move and, and they move it around to other companies. Yeah, sure. and so, but Tristan and I have talked about this, Tony. If all there these is evidence, Come on, man. if there is evidence, and don't pass that, the smell test. If that's a, if there's evidence we'll of prove that, it. prove it. In, if there's we're, evidence we're of that, Tristan and I be the first ones to say Joe Biden needs to go. The problem is there's so much smoke. But when it comes to actually, you know what I think's going on? Here's here's my opinion. Well, they all they, they, all, they all take moral, care of itself. They want moral relativism, Tony. They know beyond a shadow of a doubt. We know provable now by mm -hmm. indictments and soon to be trials, Donald Trump's corrupt. So what they can do is they say, well, shit, we know he's corrupt. So let's just make the other guy corrupt. If they're all corrupt, then nobody's corrupt. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, that's my opinion. I think they are mostly corrupt. James Comer, Jim Jordan have been working on this for about five this is, years, man. And, and the thing where about this is, is now I, Hunter, we've said on the air, Hunter seems yeah, like Hunter's a piece POS. Of shit. You, yeah. Yeah. But I, I was thinking about this last night. You know, this is going on, but this is not the first time around. This has been going on for hundreds of years in our, in our politics. They've sure. been they've been doing this kind of. Sure. I mean, you remember the uh, the old James Stewart movie, Mister uh, Mister Smith Mr. goes Smith, to Washington. Uh, yeah, Mister Smith goes to Washington. What was he talking? The was great it, filibuster. The, yeah, yeah the corruption. Corruption. Yeah. It's been going on and on and on and on. Yeah. 
But, you know, it's not just politics that are corrupt, Tony. The business world is corrupt. Oh, I don't don't dispute that. You can always find corruption, but you can also find good people. The problem, I think, for Republicans now is is they don't think there's any good people. Yeah. And and my heart, and I mean this sincerely, my heart goes out to any person in America who's lost faith in our institutions. Because once you've lost faith in the institutions, then anything is possible. The end of democracy is possible. An authoritarian figure to fill the void is is possible. And so I from because I have not lost faith. I think America's a great country, greatest country in the world. Got its problems, great country. But boy, my heart goes out to people that have lost faith. And I think that's where we're at. I think that's what Trump. Well, it, it's happening. It, it, I mean, bottom line is, is people that have and this goes back way back, not just uh, I, I can think of it in terms of and um, not so distant history. Rush Limbaugh was audited who knows how many times. Anytime you disagree with the government, if you're loud enough and, and well-known enough, then some branch of the government is brought to bear against you, whether it's the IRS or whether it's the... the Boy, the, you are the, a cynic. I am cynic, but because I've seen it. I've been audited twice. I feel bad for you. My heart goes out to you. And I just said like that. that's political? And I won both times, but that doesn't mean... Well, no, I don't think that was political. I just think it was stupid because they were Fair. what they were doing, they changed the tax rules in 19... And, excuse me, in 2018... And so they went back and audited me for 2015 and then again for 2017 because I won the first time. So I figured, well, I would do it again for <laughs> mileage claims as an employee, which was no longer deductible after 2018 anyway. Right. They're just trying to go get some money from from middle class guy who can't afford to defend himself Can I tell in you court. a true story? Yeah, go, go for it. I have, I've had one interaction with the Internal Revenue Service. And to Tony's point, nobody likes getting that letter. Your heart drops, Internal Revenue Service. It took Service. a year and a half both times. Okay, let me tell you about my inner... So call this karma, if you will. I've had one exchange with the Internal Revenue Service, Tony. And I opened up the letter. And this was probably back about 2017. And I have a guy named Mike McCord do my taxes. Nice guy. And Mike had screwed something up. And no the plugs. internal... Well, he had screwed something up. <laughs> And and here's what the Internal Revenue Service said. Mr. White, we have seen this error. Can't even remember what it was. I guess I was still self-employed then, so I'm right off. And we realized that we owe you $480.70, and there will be a check coming in the mail. That was my one exchange with the wow. Internal Revenue Service. Two, so I think it's karma. Government I the think Democrats it's, are hooking you up. No, right? I think it's karma. These people and no 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 offense to my friend. These no, people I, go I through will, uh, no no. These people go through their lives hating everything about government, hating every aspect of it, and they get stuck up their ass. Me, I'm not that way. Karma's a bitch. I have received a uh, <laughs> true story. One hundred percent true story. I have received a corrected tax return notice from the IRS. Eh, I want to say maybe three, four times. All three, every time it was I owed him more money, but it wasn't, See, it's it wasn't karma, a significant. Man. It wasn't a significant Join amount. Our side. Leave the dark side. Join the but light. When they when they came after me for over three thousand dollars in in uh, mileage claims, uh, uh, you know, I told uh, the accountant and I said, you know, if I was trying to get away with something here, I'd just pay it, but I don't owe it. Right. I drove yeah. those miles. They were business miles, and I've got documentation. And just because and they, it you know, did they, work out, they did amend. Well, it. it took a year and a half yeah. both times. And what do you do? You just sit there with different color ink well, pens, writing what he, down miles on a sheet. No, I, I was self-employed for several years, and you you got to document your mileage if you're going to yeah. claim it. And so I did. I had the document when I went to the accountant to, when I got the first notice. I, I showed him my records, and I, I said, "How much? You, I ain't got time to fool with this. How much are you charging me?" And so he gave me a figure, and I wrote him a check, and. I was significantly happy that I did because a year and a half later, I finally win. Right. Nice. And then, and, 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 you know, the thing is, though, the IRS knows that 
you know, if we go to tax court, it costs me more than the $3,000 to hire an attorney to fight with them over it. And I'm not going to get that back. Yeah. They know that. They're just trying to... They're just trying to rake the coals over middle class people to get a little more money out of them. You know, they don't do that to rich well, people because they can afford to deal to, yeah. to defend and, themselves, and they're supporting poor people. So there I am, right in the middle. And that and that is just a difference between us. I mean, I love you like a brother, but I just I just don't subscribe to that. I won't subscribe to it. I just am not that draconian well, I, in my view of things. Now, Tristan is, and a I little, don't think it was Tristan's a little close that. that. Tristan has said on this show that you know, if you're wealthy in America, you're taken care of for obvious reasons. If you're at the bottom end, you're taken care of by government and other but if you're in the middle you're always taking it deep up the uh across the border and they'll take care of the world it does it just does feel like at times that you know more attention is paid to the to the squeaky wheel i guess and the middle just humping and making all the money right tends to get overlooked a bit not again i'm not cynical i would hope but so here's a question for you we could probably the border and they take care of you we we probably got to wrap up pretty soon but is there too much wealth inequality is there too much money at the top I'm of a firm opinion that, uh, and I'll use it as an example, people talk about professional athletes and how much money they get paid. I don't care how much they get paid. If somebody's willing to pay it to them, fine. Now, if, well, that was the Jackie Gleason line. Yeah. You're never overpaid if somebody's willing to pay you. But I'm, but, well, but see, I, didn't, Tony, I, I never knew that, but right. okay. That's a great line. But here's the difference, though. You know, those guys are rich, but the people that are paying them are wealthy. There's a difference between wealthy and rich. That was a Chris Rock line about the Shaquille O'Neal's rich, but the guy paying him is wealthy. Should somebody be able to accrue $280 billion, i.e. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, or, or should we find a way to get, should there be more tax on that? I mean, let's say this. I think as a conservative, you will admit which the year Trism was born, 1980, so he's not the best opinion on this, although he's a lover of history. From 1980 forward, Ronald Reagan, we have been living with tax cut after tax cut after tax cut. Democrats and Republicans, largely Republicans, but a lot of Democrats too. Clinton cut taxes uh, because it's an easy thing to do. Thereby giving the wealthy more and more and more, i.e. trickle down. Have the wealthy become too wealthy. I never worked for a poor person. Well, so they're the job creators, but Tristan yeah. and I talk often. It's like, the, so the here, here's my flaw. I think with trickle down, with no offense uh, intended to the to the architects of it, David Stockman, who's still alive at ninety and regrets it. So trickle down was supposed to work where you give tax breaks to the wealthy because they're the job creators, and then everybody goes a rising tide raises all boats. Problem is when, to, in my opinion, when those wealthy people became wealthier, they thought. Oh, we should just continue to become wealthier. And they didn't really create jobs. They shipped a hell of a lot of jobs overseas. My, our buddy Matt Yeager says, they talk about these back when we knew what Republicans were. They're the proud people. They're the flag wavers. They're the most patriotic. What is less patriotic than shipping someone's job away from them? And that was largely Republicans. I mean, conservatives don't generally, you know, liberals don't generally run corporations. Conservatives do. And it was IBM and GM and all the rest that ship jobs overseas. But my point still remains, is there too much wealth inequality in America? I think 100%. I think the wealthy should be taxed. I, I think Elizabeth Warren had the right idea. After $50 million, we're going to take $1 for every two. We'll give you your first $50 million. You can probably live okay on that $50 million. But if you took $1 for, for every – no, I'm sorry. I'm saying $1. Two cents for every $2 – she claimed you could pay for college for every kid, not private schools. If you want to go to Harvard, you're going to pay. But if you want to go to the University of Michigan or Kentucky, we'll pay for it. Health care for everybody in preschool simply with that two-cent tax. Now, I'm not telling you she proved that, but I don't think she'd be up there talking about it if it weren't true. I think there's too much money at the top in America. As a conservative, well, the, I guess you don't, but I – do you? The wealthy, 100% with you. The right. wealthy already pay the vast majority of the taxes. I don't the think taxes. they do, though. 
I don't know that they do. They Tony. pay the majority in amount, not the majority in percentage. percentage. Yeah, okay. they may. Well, yeah, pay, the majority yeah. in the amount. Not, no, I, I will. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just think I, it's I will, hard uh, to defend on, on the, the wealthiest of the wealthy, and I'm not. And I'm not. Look, I'm not. Why? A, that's uh, that's just that's just um, envy. It's not though, because you can look at the system. In the '50s, it wasn't that way, which they always talk about being the greatest time for working people. When people were being taxed at seventy percent, I don't think they should be taxed at seventy percent. I said to Trizano, "How about a quarter out of every dollar?" When you've got Warren Buffett, third or fourth wealthiest man in in the world, or certainly in America, mm-hmm. saying that his secretary pays more in taxes than him, that's a system that's wrong. So get twenty-five cents out of every dollar from Bezos, Gates. I don't think they pay. Six percent. Now, 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 to Tristan's point, now you're talking that's flat tax. 6%. I would agree with you on flat tax. Yeah, there's got to be a way to get some more money out of the top. I mean, the disparity in America is not helping us. It's just not. Because yeah, I think what you're saying, and I think the numbers would bear this out, is then you've got so few people with so much money. It's the one percent that Bernie Sanders always talks about, yeah. and then just tens of thousands of folks with not much of anything. So when you have yes. somebody's great, great, great grandson that happened to have been a Vanderbilt four generations ago, that they're still, nobody has to work in the They family. haven't worked for it. Yeah. They've they, been given to it. And they, it's only continued, continue to right. increase because yeah. nobody's taken from now it. You're being exactly. envious again. Well, it's not envy. It's I, a system you can look at. We can agree on a flat tax. Yeah. Okay. Now the, uh, the amount, yeah, 25%. Yeah, that's, that's it. you're probably that's, you're probably in the neighborhood. That's everything. No, yeah. no more. Get rid of the sales no tax. Sta- yeah, yeah. Get Just twenty five cents at every dollar goes to you know what was it? The goes to Caesar, right? They pay yeah. unto Caesar. What is Caesar's? They they got to work with twenty five percent federal, state sales tax can't be more than twenty five percent. But and everybody needs to pay poor and I would say poor this. and rich. Get twenty five cents at every dollar. Get rid of withholding. Make everybody write checks. <laughs> yeah, well, now we're going to a cashless society. Checks. That's why. That's why. That's why they're able to do what they do is because most people don't write checks. They don't. It doesn't pass through their bank account. They don't miss it. Yeah, you're right. Get rid of withholding. People, people will start paying attention to. You're what old goes man. On. You're almost sixty. You still write checks? Uh, yes, I do. I do too, Tony. <laughs> Payable to. How do I? When's make the last time you wrote a check? Yours out, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Fairly often. <laughs> we can end where we begin. <laughs> How does he make yours out, Tris? No, that's a good point. <laughs> Hope he's got one with him. When's the last time you wrote a check? Uh, every month. Oh, you do? I, okay. I do periodically write checks. Okay, cool. Two accounts, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. With a secret account that my wife doesn't know about. They, I have like, <laughs> How much is it worth you to keep it a secret? <laughs> <laughs> Tony, man, it's a pleasure. We got to do it again. Absolutely. We just and I, and I, I agree to, with you on jury duty. I fully do. Uh, absolutely. And I did try to bring Aaron in for you. I think it would be fun to do a little two-on-two because I know we tend to be loud and overwhelming with one Republican, Ray. so it would be. That's fair, but uh, it would be nice to you know to have a more of a, a four person discussion and have it even, well, even at some point. I did not. Of course, I was out working today, so I, I was not able to see what's going on down in Washington today, as far as all the no, I don't either shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and, and it guessing. makes it makes me just disgusted over the whole thing. We're all just guessing. Um, you know, I, I give I give Andy Barr credit. He did respond in form letter, but he did respond. Nice. And and and, and you his, ever his staff member that I talked to was also uh, very polite and very a uh, very conscientious individual. So Andy Barr is a very nice man. I've yeah. not met him, but uh, he comes across as uh, nice, and that's why I continue to vote for him. He's a very nice man. <laughs> I like his yeah. politics. You He's voted a nice for guy. him, didn't you? I did vote for Barr. You voted yeah. for Barr. Nice yeah. guy. And he had something happen to him that if no he could one fix should. jury, I'd, uh, I'd I'd try to get other people to vote for him too. <laughs> All right, duly noted. Ray, I, Boom. I, I've been waiting to tell you something. It's just a real quick uh, before we get on to do a little bit of bring your joke book today. You got any jokes? 
I don't have a joke. What's but, your best joke? But you real quick, but, but, but before Our we current get to political system, there you joke. go. There's <laughs> a joke. So, <laughs> I'm good. I'm a big, as probably you know from these discussions, big SNL fan. One of my favorites was Phil Hartman. Uh, sure. Early, early days. Super, super talented I remember guy. Phil. Yeah. Phil was, I mean, he was clutch. He started doing movies before his wife murdered and, him and killed and, herself. Uh, and uh, news, uh, uh, news Radio. News Radio was yeah. great. So, very talented guy. And uh, they did a like a 30-year, I don't know if it was like 30 years since his death, maybe, or, or some something to that effect. Maybe it wasn't that long, but some type of- He died of, in like 97, 25 uh, years, maybe. Okay, something yeah. like that. So, they did a podcast. There's a David Spade and Dana Carvey does a podcast. Oh, nice. It's called Fly on the Wall. They bring in- SNL people. Oh, cool. And they will talk. And it was the, like this three hour special about Phil Hartman. And I've listened to every bit of this. And it fascinated me because this is a well put together, well funded, highly sponsored, multi million dollar podcast. And those fuckers could not stay on topic to talk about Phil Hartman. I mean, it went from <laughs> Phil Hartman to a skit to who was the writer talking about the writer's wife. And then, you know, it, it was just the. So we're in good it company. Was just I say like you're us. comparing yourselves to them. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm not saying we're good, I'm saying they're bad. Uh, that's <laughs> but I think. It's an easy thing to do. And I was like, well, that's good to know that we are not the only ones go. slightly off oh, topic. Oh, that's so. great. Yeah. Sure. All right, brother. So that's our joke today. Is uh, our political America's political system as as per Tony Perkins? That's today's joke. And for, I did bring for one Dad's little uh, Norm McDonald joke. Okay, yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna play that because nah, Norm's so funny. I and, like Norm. And, yeah, Norm's great. And did you find some Tony that did you wanted to do real quick? A joke? No, I don't. Oh, you were looking at your phone. I thought you may have been pulling. No, something he up. had the political okay. system. That's I was trying joke. to make money. I like it. Ah, Driz does that. Hate that. Yeah, <laughs> I hate money. So here's a just a little Norm McDonald uh, clip that I uh, pulled up. Too many moving parts, Triz. Yep. Commit suicide. No one ever understands. You know what I mean? People commit suicide. People go, I don't, I don't understand why. And I go, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you live in a cotton candy house or something? What the fuck? Is... You don't know about life. <laughs> How it only disappoints and gets worse and worse until it ends in a catastrophe. But people commit suicide. Uh, All right. So, uh, Norm MacDonald on suicide. Talk about cynic, but I can't disagree. Tony, thanks, man. We absolutely appreciate your sponsorship. Taking time out of your uh, busy day. Visit. Yeah, you are. We'll try to do it again. It's uh, just a matter of scheduling. Sounds good, Ray. I'm not stuck on jury duty. <laughs> yeah, if you're Stay off jury, jury duty. duty yeah, if you're listening, guys, stop sending Tony jury duty. <laughs> he does not want to go for the amount you're paying. Truthfully, one of the recommendations I made to uh, Congressman Barr was a lifetime limit on the number of times you could be selected. I would agree Ooh, with that. Not a bad idea. I would agree with that. Yeah. Or why can't they get something? You know, I'm willing to go if you guys want to contact me. Yeah, maybe I could turn you in as my substitute. Yeah. Ooh, that would be good. Just like in the olden times, you'd have to send us the rich guys. Send That's substitutes right. Rich guys sending in a poor slob That's like it. me, Tony. All right, Ray. There take care, man. Bye. Hello. According to our research, you like podcasts. Well, if you have a passion, mission, or story, you should have your own podcast. And I have a resource you might be interested in. Go to frontporchstudios.com slash products and services. You'll see how Front Porch Studios can help you enter the world of podcasting. Again, that's frontporchstudios.com slash products and services. Thank you for your time. Goodbye.